Hola, cariño. Hola, amor. Y bienvenidos a Week Horror, a Latinx Horror Movie Podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going over there? You know, it's been... <laughs> I was just telling you this, but I'll tell everybody else. I went Please. to feed a cat early in the morning today. I was like... Okay, go early so that you can come back early so that you can finish watching this movie and have everything ready to go. I took a car, and I get in the car, and I check to see that I make sure you have the keys to this cat. I did, but the <laughs> keys I didn't have were to my own home to get back inside. The worst fucking Ugh. feeling. Just the feeling of panic, at least that that gives me. Me too. Ugh, the Worst. But then I was like, it's so goddamn early. The last thing I want to do is ring my neighbor's doorbells and be like, hello, wake up. Yeah. It's me, your dumb ass neighbor <laughs> that doesn't know how to fucking grab her keys. So I waited to an, an appropriate time. Yeah. I rang some doorbells and then my, my lovely upstairs neighbor let me in. Thank you so much. And I was able to finish Although I did sit on my doorstep with a bagel and watch. <laughs> and what, a, watch what a New York moment. To, truly a New York moment. <laughs> Sentada on my fucking doorstep with a fucking bagel and watching. Uh, and I didn't have my headphones with me because another thing I forgot. Yeah. Entonces estoy ahí sentada watching this movie on my phone out loud. And like people are starting to walk their dogs in the morning. And I'm like, sorry about this. I, I've got a podcast film. to record and I've. I got to watch this movie. Don't judge me, you dog. <laughs> uh, two things. It was early in the fucking morning, and you might forget something when you walk out the door. It's early, yeah. you know? It's and true. And more importantly, what did you get on your bagel? <laughs> I would love to know. I got a seven-grain bagel toasted with cream cheese, avocado, and bacon. Simple, but nice. Yeah. I, I don't like, like a, I don't need a crazy bagel. I mean, I fucking love a crazy bagel, but that sounds delicious and delightful. There's it a good bagel good. place here that I've been meaning to take you to. So next time you come back, we're going. Story gone. of my life. <laughs> I've been meaning <laughs> to take you. Fat list <laughs> of places I want to take you in D.C. And then when you come and visit, we're like, how about we just sit here? <laughs> how about we stay in? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that appeals to my Taurus heart as well. Absolutely. How are you? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm feeling a touch nauseated today. Did you I, drink yesterday? Not very much. You know, <laughs> I, but I did, I went to the roost, which I took, I did take you to the fucking roost <laughs> when you were here. <laughs> <laughs> you did take Last me to the time. roost. And um, I love a burger and I got this delicious burger called like the smokehouse burger which has the beef patty but it also had like a healthy scoop of pork shoulder on there sure and my, i'm feeling a little a little uh, too much uh, beef sweats meat sweats uh, uh, i believe yes, is the a term heavy today <laughs> sure. and um ever since i watched that terrific TV show that you recommended to me, Mayor of Easttown, which oh, yes. I fucking loved, which we watched the, the season finale, the, the full finale series together. Series finale. The series finale. In the show, she's always drinking Rolling Rock, so I've been drinking <laughs> Rolling Rock recently. <laughs> the newest and... detective to Pennsylvania cops <laughs> is Jonathan Atkinson <laughs> with his Rolling Rock. Because I, because I know how to drink some Rolling Rock. But last night, I think the burger... 
a few rolling rocks. I'm a little queasy today, but sure. I'm here and I'm super excited to talk to you about this uh, this movie. Okay, well then let's start chatting about it. This is a listener recommended film. We got a sweet message from uh, on our Instagram from Doctor <laughs> Horrible. PhD is his handle, and he sent us oh, a very- I remember, yeah. He sent, yeah, he sent us a very sweet little message, and he was like, by the way, here's a film that I think you should watch. Every time I pick a new movie, I'm like, I have to remember to watch this movie, and this yeah. time I remembered. So, this week, we watched Ahí va el diablo. Ooh. Here Comes the Devil, written and directed by Adrián García Bogliano, which we have seen before in the movie Sudor Frío. Which gave me, what's the saying? It gave pause. me pause. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because the two of us were not the biggest fans of Sudor Frío. Yeah. I'm really, really interested to hear what you thought about this movie, uh-huh. Ahí va el diablo. I really liked it. I'm just going to say right off the top. I'm going to go ahead and say this movie was a thousand times better than Sudor Frio. Holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's talk about this. Yeah, let's talk about this jam. Okay, so do you have a synopsis for us? I do. This is from fantasticfest.com. I don't know who wrote it, but this is where I got it from. When two children who went missing while exploring a cave are found, it quickly becomes apparent Something evil has come home with them. Ooh, girl. Okay, so, Ahí va el Diablo from 2012, written and directed by Adrián García Bogliano. Here we go. We start with two ladies fucking. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, whoa. What is it with these fucking Latino directors that are like, I want to show you like a hardcore lesbian sex scene? Two ladies and like, I want to say scissoring, but it's not lying down. It's sitting up scissoring. <laughs> it was the, the closest thing I could, th- like the, the, the phrase that came to mind was bumping uglies. Like, y'all are like Smash and clams. <laughs> oh my god! I've never heard that, but that's precisely what is going on here. Smashing, fuck, bump and uglies. No, it's they smashing are, clams. They are smashing their clams. Once they're done, so these two ladies, I we didn't we don't get a name, so I'm gonna call them Bob and non Bob. Yeah, because yeah. one of I them... called them. I called them unsure and assertive. Those were literally my names for them. But it's Bob and non Bob. Yeah, B- Bob has a Bob haircut and some bangs, <laughs> and then non Bob has a long, flowy, layered haircut. So that's that's what it is. Bob and non Bob are in their <laughs> in their postcoital moment, and uh, Bob is like, "I should go, uh, you know, see ya." And non Bob yeah. is like. Are you ashamed of what we did? Are you scared? It's okay to feel this way. So you can kind of tell that one of them is like, I'm cool with being with ladies. And the other one is like, "Mm, 
I don't know. This yeah, is, this is new to me. Kind of weird. Bob is like, no, I, you know, it's okay. She's unsure, but she says something very sweet. She's like, I saw lights. Oh, yeah. They were like all over my retinas. But then I also saw myself back in my school days wearing a uniform and in the confessional with Father Miguel. Bob gets up to leave and not Bob, non-Bob is like, do you regret what we've done? Maybe we can run away together so that you don't have to feel this way anymore when all of a sudden someone knocks. I was having trauma flashbacks where, you know, we got that that sex scene. The knock yeah. on the door, there's like a dog barking in the distance. Mm-hmm. I, I, something's wrong. I was yeah. like, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Something's already funky. Yeah. No me gusta. Bob turns to non-Bob and she's like, please don't let anybody know that I'm here. And non-Bob's like, don't you worry about it. And she le- she gets up to go answer the door. We see Bob coming down like some big, splendorous stairs and she <laughs> sees that there's a man on top of non-Bob wearing a vest. She sees his back, and he is beating the <gasps> shit out Ooh. of non-Bob, like just yeah. punching her in her fucking face. He grabs a machete that's right there next to him and fully cuts off three of her fingers. Bob is like, holy fuck. She grabs, it looks like a scepter. Like she, yeah. like a diamond. Like a gold. Gold. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this thing she grabbed? So, something heavy and gold. gold. Yeah, yeah. She with like a big ass looking like crystal diamond thing yeah. on it. She grabs <laughs> this thing and she smashes it over the dude's head. He like falls off of non-Bob. He grabs this box that is next to him and he fucking runs out with his machete and she goes over to non-bob and non-bob is like fully like you know punched in the face a bunch of fucking times and fingers cut off and she's like did you see his face did you see his eyes which we don't no then we see this same man we see the vest Going up like this hilly, bouldery cerro, this like mountain situation, not mountain, like a hill basically. Mm-hmm. And he's like taking off all his clothes and he's covered in blood. And he drops the box that he had picked up while he was running away, and a bunch of fucking severed fingers fall out of it. Disgusting. So this dude has been chopping off fingers all over the place. And collecting them somehow. Yeah. He's fully naked now and he falls onto the ground onto the side of this like bouldery mountain hill thing. And okay. Uh-huh. Was he fucking the side of the mountain? It wouldn't not make sense for him to do that as we get further along. So perhaps. Very weird. Yeah. And then we see like he kind of like falls or he just stops and then we see the boulder, the side of the hill, and then it cuts to two crows hanging out on some sand. (laughs) We zoom out and there's, and we're on some dunes basically, some sand Mm -hmm. dunes and we see four people, two over here and two over here. A mom and a dad are sitting on a picnic blanket. This is Sol and Felix. Felix, uh, and he's like eating carrots, and he's like, "Oh God, nice to have peace and quiet for once." Great. On the other blanket, down a little further away, are two kids, and this is Adolfo and Sarita. And Adolfo comes up to his parents, and he's like, "Sara's hurt. She started suddenly bleeding." Oh boy! And I was like, "Uh, mm-hmm. period." It begins. The mom goes over there, and she's like, "Hi, what's going on?" And we look down at this little girl's crotch. 
and there's blood on her jeans, which honestly is the worst. Like when it happens when you're out and about in the world, oof, the worst. I cannot even imagine. So the mom is very sweet about it and is like, don't worry. It's totally normal. It happens to everybody. Don't worry. And so the family gets into their car and they drive over to like a nearby truck stop slash gas station. Sol and Sarita, they go to the bathroom in this gas station and at the stall, Sol hands Sarita like a plastic bag with like sanitary stuff, pads probably. Sure. And she's very sweet and reassuring. She's like, everything's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm going to wash these underwear for you to put them back on, which Ooh. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be gross sounding to anybody, but like uh-huh. I would have just put the pad on top of the soiled thing and keep going. I mean, you can't dry out those panties, honey. I don't like, want to be wearing you... wet underwear. Wet panties? Yeah. No. Uh, don't call it panties, John. <laughs> <laughs> Literally in my, in all of, the... <laughs> in my notes, it's. Panties, panties, panties. Because there's a lot of panties talk in this movie. (laughs) So. (laughs) Oh, my God. So so she's like, she's like, I'll wash them, whatever. And so she gives, she closed the stall behind Sarita and she goes back to the sink where the underwear is. Mm -hmm. And she, in the mirror, she sees that the door to the bathroom is open and she sees a creepy looking dude with like long hair over his face like staring dead-eyed at the stained underwear on the counter of the sink. Yeah. And the mom kind of like steps in front of it and is like, uh, go fuck yourself. And the guy like- Get the fuck out of here, creeper. Yeah, gross. And he snaps out of it and walks away. The mom goes back to the car and tells Felix that the kids want to go up to the Cerro. That's just like there by the station, the hill. Felix is like, nah, dude, I don't want to go up a hill. And the mom's like, we're not going to go with them. They're going to go on their own. And Felix is like, but what about Sarita? And the mom's like, está menstruando, no está inválida. I was like, yeah, girl. It's <laughs> a great line. Hilarious. <laughs> so the mom is like, she tells the kids, Sol, she tells the kids, like, you have an hour and a half, no later, it'll or it'll get dark. So take my watch, keep track of the time, don't separate yourself, don't talk to fucking strangers. And the kids are like, okay, all right. This is a terrible idea. Girl, don't let your kids walk up a fucking weird, bouldery mountain. Oh, my God. The kids turn around, and then they hold hands. So these kids aren't little kids. Like, obviously, this girl, Sarita, just got her period. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, like 12, maybe 13. And the boy is, like, maybe a year younger than her, it seems. Yes. So they hold hands, but not in, like, a sweet little kid way. Like, they intertwine their fingers. Yes. And the camera does, like, a zoom in into the hands. And then we see the mom's face, and she's like... Uh, hmm. what? What's that about? And I yeah. literally wrote down, please, God, not incest again. Oh, girl. What es is que... it with the exploration of incest that we... <laughs> and it's... also, why is it always me? I'm always <laughs> picking movies that are incestuously weird. There must be something rooted in our Latin history that just like... For some reason, people really want to explore this. I guess so. Ugh. 
we go back to the car. They're parked still at this truck stop, and we get a horny ass scene of <laughs> Felix is like trying to convince his wife to fuck because the yeah. kids are gone in this car, and she's like, "No, it's hot, and we're at a truck stop, and the kids might see," and you know, giving a bunch of excuses. But eventually, she kind of gets into it, and he is fingering the shit out of her. Like I was like, <laughs> "Girl." <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> This scene, first of all, when it started, I was like, oh, this is actually sexy. Like, these yeah. two actors have very good chemistry. Totally. This guy is kind of like, he's cute, but he's kind of like an unassuming guy. But I was like, if you talk to me like that, I'd be swooning. <laughs> Pero then they start, like, they start telling each other about their first sexual experiences when yeah. they were younger. But the words... <laughs> That they used, I would immediately get taken Bahina. out. Where he's like, yeah, he's like, he showed me, she showed me her chichis, and I showed her my pito, and I was like, <laughs> I would burst out laughing. Like you're gonna like try to like sweet talk me and call a dick a pito? It's I cannot either, do it. It's, it's both because they're like chichis and pito, and then yeah. and, then and then fully like vagina. Yes. <laughs> Totally. Guys, what is yeah. like, what's the in between word? Like that's uh, yeah. crazy. But they they did these actors. Damn, they did a great job in this scene. Holy shit. Yeah, and then we get this back and forth of the kids going up the fucking cerro, and then the mom just getting finger blasted, <laughs> and then kids blasted, kids <laughs> yeah. blasted, and finally we see the kids. They end up going into this cave in this fucking cerro, and then like the mom like finishes. Yeah. And we get a shot of the dad's watch that says 6 p.m. So the mom wakes up in the car and she sees that it's way later and that the kids aren't back yet. And the mom stays behind at the truck stop and Felix, the dad, drives over to the foot of the cerro and he's just like screaming for Sarita, Adolfo, Sarita, Adolfo. As he's screaming, this random ass like red ice cream looking truck Mm -hmm. goes by with a loudspeaker. It reminded me of like in Nicaragua when they when they sell fruit and stuff. They'd be like, el achote, el banano, el que no se que. Even though that's not what he's yelling. But like whenever I hear loudspeaker in Spanish, there's a specific intonation that they use. Mm Or it makes me think of the ladies that used to sell candy. They'd be like, Cajeta de coco, de leche, piñonate, coyolito. <laughs> wow, that is ingrained. You remember yeah. that perfectly. Or, El abuela, 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 abuela. <laughs> when dudes are just selling water, the best. So now it's nighttime and Sol is sitting at the curb in front of the truck stop convenience store. And this truck stop convenience store guy Mm -hmm. he steps out he's wearing this jacket with like fabric leaves on like the chest area like shoulder and chest it reminded me of when I played Peter Pan in a children's theater show one time and I wore I was like you look like I looked (laughs) fucking Peter Pan (laughs) it's really funny because it reminded me of when I was Uh a little kid and I was in a play where I played a jacaranda tree Uh and my mom made my costume and it was (laughs) 
<laughs> just leave. And then some other fucking little kids were like, are you a clown? And I was like, no, bro. I'm a fucking jackass on that. Eat a dick. I was so mad. Did you say those exact words to them when you were like I a five-year-old did. child? <laughs> Eat a dick, bro. <laughs> so this guy comes out and he just starts saying things to Sol. Sol is, doesn't even, she, he, she's just sitting there and he's like, by the way. <laughs> Let me tell you about sir, this spooky ass mountain. Could you not? I don't know My you. My kids uh, are missing. Hello. You're freaking me out so he's just like people shouldn't go up there people believe that there's an energy but something isn't right in that cerro and los indios used to think that it had powers but they never got close to the cerro because they thought it was maldito and uh, that there's beings living in the depths mm. of the cerro and for them we are only shells solo <sighs> somos cascaras Uh-oh. and i was like Uy. not good and we see that felix comes back in the car no kids now we're talking to a cop. This is Sargento Flores. He's like, sorry, y'all. We can't start a search until sunrise because it's too fucking dark. And I was like, bro. Excuse me? Excuse me? Go Find out with my trucks. kids. Put your high beams on. You Have you heard of a flashlight? Get out Look there now. for my kids, you prick. What the fuck? Pero no. I got, we got to wait till sunrise. Go to that hotel that's right over there and get some rest. At the hotel, Felix and Sol are like on edge. They get in a huge fucking fight, and he's complaining. Like, she's like, Oh, you're always complaining about the kids and how we never do anything with them, and now we're here. And she's, and he's like, Fuck you. It's your fault. Yeah, tu fault. It's tu fault. Chinga tu madre, chinga tu madre, chinga tu madre, (laughs) a bunch of chinga tu madres, which I love. Oh, absolutely. And she throws a backpack at him. He throws toilet paper at her. They are both fucking fucked they're uh, they're they're terrified as well probably of course now we see that it's later in the night and sol is asleep on the bed and felix is asleep on the chair and felix wakes up very suddenly and all around him things start to shake Hmm. and like the chest of drawers is shaking the drawers open up and everything like temblor like a earthquake Mm -hmm. but then it all stops and sol doesn't even fucking feel it she's passed out So now it's the morning, and they get back in the car. They're about to drive out of this hotel when a police car drives up, and out of the car comes the kids. Mm -hmm. And they're like, holy shit. They hug them. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You're back. What a relief. And they all drive back home. As they get back to their house, Sarita and the mom, they hug, and Sarita says that they were in a cave, and it was really dark, and we didn't know where to go. And then the camera zooms into Sarita's wrist that's, like, hugging her mom. And it's the watch. But, like, they didn't stay very long on that shot. I had to pause it to see what the fuck I was meant to be looking at. Uh And it says 6 p.m. on the watch. So now we're in Felix and Sol's bedroom. And they are now... So much relief that they're like, I'm ready to fuck again. So they again, they're just we're 30 minutes into this movie and there have been three sex scenes so far. Three. Wow. And then we get like a random little like three different shots of like we're a happy family. Them at the movies uh, having family fun and Felix is teaching Adolfo how to drive and oh that's nice and he's not very good at it and it Mm -hmm. kind of like stalls like he can't do it. He doesn't know how to drive yeah. And then we have a shot of Sol tucking one of the kids in. I couldn't really tell which one it was and she brings down a towel from the room to hang it back in the bathroom 
And in there, she finds the watch Mm -hmm. and that it stopped at 6 Mm p.m. And then she looks on the counter and she sees unused pads. Mm -hmm. So the next morning at the breakfast table, she asks Sarita, like, hey, where are those stained underwear that you were wearing? And Sarita is kind of like a little blank faced. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I put them in the laundry in the foreground. There's a few of these shots where like there's somebody up at the front of the the shot it seems and then there's action going on in the background of the shot. Yeah. And so in this foreground we see Adolfo and he's like leaning up against the wall eavesdropping and Sol is asking Sarita like what about your pads? Did you figure out how to put them on by yourself and is everything okay with your pads? And Sarita very like monotone blankly is like I'm not bleeding anymore. Hmm. At this point, Sol catches Adolfo behind the wall and she's like, hey, no seas mal educado, go get ready for school. Felix comes in and Sol tells her, you know, take Adolfo to school. I'm going to take Sarita to ver a la doctora because it's, quote, cosas de mujeres. Sure. As they leave, mm. Sarita and Adolfo stare at each other in a very weird, creepy way. Yeah, like they just sure do. For a very long time. And Sol totally catches it. She's like, what the fuck is this? I see you. She knows. And I'm like, please, no more incest. <laughs> oh, boy. So at the doctora's, she's the doctor says she's her period is fine. Sometimes that happens with your first period. They're very irregular, and that's normal. But <gasps> there's something else. Tu hija no tiene imen. Like, she's has no hymen. Oh, boy. I literally wrote, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God. What does, what's happening? And la doctora's like, that's fine. You know, some girls are born without it. Some of them tear it accidentally in their childhood. It's totally normal and doesn't mean that she's had intercourse or been abused. But it is a possibility. To find that out, we'd have to do some exams. And while all of this is being said, we get a shot of Sarita standing outside, brushing her hair so roughly, and again, yeah. dead-eyed in the face. No expression. And jalándose el pelo. She's like fucking brushing her goddamn hair. Yeah. I was like, girl, Jesus. What does it mean? What does it mean? La doctora's like, but let's not jump in jump to conclusions how about you talk to your kid and see if anything is weird and if you feel like something bad happened tell the cops and then bring her in for some more tests back in the car sol asks sarita if she and adolfo met anyone at the cerro that day and sarita's real quiet again real weird vibes she like really quietly is like nope didn't meet anybody Hmm. All right. So now we're at a children's shrink. She's covering her bases. I that respect this. That girl was like, I done, something's funky. I'm going to f- figure it I'm out. I'm going to listen to my, my gut, yeah. and I'm going to trust it. So Sol brought both Sara and Adolfo to see this guy. He asked them both separately to draw the place where they got lost at, and they both did a few pictures, but they both drew really similar things. The shrink was is saying, like, you know, getting lost for a whole night can be really traumatizing for a child of and course. you know we can't really figure it all out right away we're gonna have to find out little by little what the fuck is going on so back at home in their bedroom 
Sol and Felix are looking at these weird drawings that the kids drew. You know, Sol thinks they're creepy because they both seems to ha- seem to have drawn their car mm. at the foot of the cerro. And so Felix grabs the pictures and he's like, that's not our car. That's the fucking ice cream truck camioneta camion that was going by. Oh, God. The next day, Felix drives to the police station of the area that they were in. Uh, he asks for the cop that helped them out. Sargento Flores on the day that their kids went missing mm-hmm. and the cops at the station are like he's not here it's his day off but we'll let him know that you were looking for him and but also like you know you guys got really lucky because people that go up to that cerro be disappearing all the fucking time mm-hmm. including a serial killer what the fuck in my head I was like that's the dude in the from the top right it has I to actually be. I didn't put it together until they explained like what the hell was going on I just assumed because you know, serial killers keep things, and he had a box of fucking severed fingers. Sure, so. sure, yeah. Well, serial killer Ismael Arau, mm-hmm. that he went up there. They tried to find him, but they couldn't. It was like the earth swallowed it, swallowed him up. Como que se lo tragó la tierra, is what the cop says. They found his machete, like, right. stuck in the ground. And I, and I was like, it had to be that's him, because that's guy. what he did up there. Totally. But... That Ismael was never seen again. That it, where the fuck did that that guy go? So Felix, since he's in the vicinity, he drives over to the truck stop, and the guy that talked to Sol, the truck stop worker guy, he asks Felix, "Is it did everything work out with your kids? And did you feel that temblor that night?" Mm-hmm. And Felix was like, "Yeah, I I think I felt it in the night." And then he asks the guy if he knows anyone that drives an old like big red truck with flashing lights the dude is like yeah i know that guy and he's like i want to thank him for helping us the day my kids disappeared the truck stop dude is like really lucio helped you like Mm. he doesn't really talk very much that's interesting i'm surprised but he lives in a trailer on the other side of the cerro over there but he's probably not there right now because he works all day in the city and the guy's like i'll give you his address of his job over in the city i was like bro don't tell people where i work mind your business mind your business and change your top so felix comes home and he finds sol is sitting outside of their house on their little like steps and she's like fully in shock and he asks her hey what what's going on what's wrong and she tells him that the shrink came by again or that they went to see him i guess and that they should be very careful because there seems to be signs that there may have been a traumatic sexual incident this was first of all terrifying and so scary and sad. Yeah. But I felt I feel like the the pacing of this movie was done really well. I agree. Because we didn't have to see that scene with her at the psychologist or whatever. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you like they keep dropping these bombs where you're just like, oh my god. Like I literally at points of this movie was just like boca abierta, like oh yeah, you're taking us here. Totally. Fuck. So they go back inside the house. They wake up the kids. Sol discovers a huge, crazy bruise on the back of Adolfo's yeah back, and they wake up uh, Sarita and they put him in the car and they all drive to Lucio's warehouse job. What the fuck, guys? Don't bring your fucking kids to this. What the. Fuck? No, this is this no. is bad parenting this is right now. Bad. 
So they sit in this car waiting and waiting until finally the big red ice cream truck arrives where <laughs> on the side of a truck it said, Gimnasteca Escuela de Lucha Libre, which I, <laughs> loved. of course, fucking loved. So Sol recognizes the guy that comes out of the truck as the creepy dude from the bathroom that was staring at the fucking stained underpants. Yeah. And she wakes up Sarita. She's like, Sarita, Sarita, can you see this guy? Is that the guy? Who is, is do you recognize that guy? And all of a sudden, Sarita freaks the fuck out. And Adolfo también, he grabs his head. He's rocking back and forth. And Sarita's like, no, screaming, shaking, yelling. And fucking Sol is like, okay, oh my God, okay, let's go, cool, let's go, cool. Let's go. And yeah. Felix is like, no, vamos, vamos, And they fucking steps on the gas and gets the fuck out of there. Now, this was a moment that reminded me of Sudor Frio, like the same kind of like weird editing here and the rock music that was playing. Didn't quite fit for me in this no. sequence. There were like, there were a handful of rock song moments that I was like, this isn't it. You can tell that Bogliano must be like a big rock fan. Absolutely. And he just wants to throw it. But I was like, I don't think it fits here, dude. It just it, doesn't it fit. It does not work. So we get a very quick scene of Felix sharpening a knife dude. on a fucking a knife stone. And upstairs, the kids are watching TV on the couch. No expression whatsoever. A lady walks in, Marcia, and she's the babysitter. And Sol is like, thank you for coming last minute. We appreciate it. And Marcia's like, oh, we've been friends for so long. Don't worry about it. And it looks like this might be like a date night because Mm -hmm. Sol is all made up. She's got red lipstick on. She's like, thanks so much. Okay, we're going to go. Bye. So her and Felix fuck off and all of a sudden they're driving up to the to a trailer you guys guys stop now in the car they're putting (sighs) like fucking soul is putting on gloves they lift up their hoods and i was like whoa this took a turn wait but also (laughs) the gloves she puts on are like gloves are cozy winter gloves like (laughs) what are you gonna do i get it that you don't want to like you know get your prints on shit but if you're planning on doing what you're about to do like those are not the gloves honey those that, are not that the ain't gloves it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so they go into the trailer they put down like felix books puts down his like big toolbox that he brought tool bag or whatever that he brought with him he puts the knife up to lucio's face and who was peacefully sleeping and now he's got a fucking knife to the fucking cheek what a nightmare and he's like oh my god take anything you want take whatever you want and sol says lucio's name and he's like how do you know me and she goes somos el diablo y venimos a llevarte and i was like damn bitch (laughs) again like zero to a hundred fast like she's like we're here to fuck you up dude so they tie his hands with one of those like plastic ties and they basically interrogate the shit out of him they're like tell us what you saw did you see the kids where was the thing that you took as felix has the knife to his face sol is going through his trailer and be like where's the thing you took where is the thing you took tell us what you took you know that you fucking took it tell us what it is and he's like bro i don't know anything what the fuck are you talking about get the fuck out of here i take whatever you want i don't know Mm mm-hmm Finally, he's like, okay, I saw them on the counter, so I took them. And he points over to a cupboard in the trailer where Sol opens it and she pulls out the stained underpants, which I'm going to go ahead and Uh 
I have an issue with this prop. Okay. Because she pulls out these panties. I said it. <laughs> and <laughs> You did it. <laughs> and she shows them, like she reaches out her hand as if she's showing it to Felix. But we see like a face full, like the camera is just all underpant. Yeah. And we see the stain and it's like, it looks like fresh blood. Mm. And I'm going to go ahead and say... This is a period stain that has been there for a long time. It would not look that red. It would it be brown. It should be brown by now. Yeah, yeah sure. Absolutely. So prop guy, come on, get your period stains right. Step it up. Once she shows these underpants to Felix, Felix is like, eat a dick, bro, and That's slices it. the shit out of poor Lucio's fucking throat. And then stabs the shit out of him, too. Stabs him a bunch oh. of times. And then he goes to his feet to hold his feet down. And here comes Sol and legit is gouging at the slice at the throat and fully yanks out his like vocal cords or something like she the like full his throat. trachea is out or whatever out. the hell it is pulls that shit out they're both covered in blood I, I, I whoa this was another moment whoa. where I was just like holy shit what the whoa. fuck we just went there because I'm gonna say that this is the only like real moment of well at the top a little bit but this is the re like only real moment of full gore in this movie agreed and they give you like full practical close up effects of the throat being torn out and again yeah. I'm just like holy shit what the hell is going on here you guys damn you were mom and pop and all of a sudden you you are fucking Murdering natural born killers. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? Damn. Then we see them in the shower, both covered in blood. Uh, and like, there's this like <laughs> sexy romance moment. I'm like, guys, you just you murdered mur somebody. Brutally murdered somebody. And you're just like, let me get your hair. I got it. It's fine. Relishing <laughs> in this moment. Guys, no. no. This is not how love works. This is not it. No. They come home and the TV is like weirdly staticky mm. and they don't hear anybody and they're calling for Marcia, 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 nothing. Felix goes upstairs to check on the kids and Sol sees that on the couch there's some torn up clothes, like literally ripped up clothes mm. and ripped underwear, like white underwear. Felix comes back downstairs and he's like, the kids are fine. They're asleep. But where's Marcia? She's nowhere. So Sol calls her and we see a phone ringing on a table. The focus is on the phone, but Marcia's profile is in the foreground all blurry. And she's just like staring out into space, which is very creepy. And obviously she doesn't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. It's the next day and Sol gets a call from the school principal and she's like, hey, so Sarita and Adolfo have been kind of weird to their teachers and they're acting, you know, strangely. And we just wanted to check that everything is OK at home. And Sol is like, yeah, we did have a incident, but, you know, we're working on it. And the principal is like, OK, well, great. You know, since they haven't been in class for a while, mm -hmm. do you want us to, like, send their homework over or do you know a day when they're going to be coming back? And Sol's face drops and she's like, what the fuck? She covers well, though. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, no, we're, it's cool. Don't worry. Can I call you back in a brief moment? Thank you so much. So as she hangs up, the kids walk in in their uniforms, blank-faced and weird, Oof. literally straight to the couch, turn on the TV and just sit there. And Sol is like, 
hi how was school <laughs> everything cool yeah That's and great, they're mom. like thanks sí, bye. bien yeah. gracias bien uy no oh no God. me hablen así <laughs> and sol is like oh boy what the fuck it's nighttime and felix and sol are like in bed and they're woken up by a bunch of like weird noises like things falling or tumbling of some sort and they turn on the lights and immediately they start fucking flashing and Mm. going crazy and they run over to the kids room a bathroom door slams Ah. I totally jumped did you jump? oh yeah scare the shit out of me Sol goes over to Sarita and she's in bed screaming with her like neck thrown back her eyes are like cross-eyed and weird her hands are in like almost claw formation. She yeah. looks like like as if she's having a cramp. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Felix runs over to Alolfo's room and his eyes seem like half open and cross-eyed as well. Or was but I? He's or... Mo- no, totally. He was more where Sarita was more like cramped up and frozen. Adolfo was more just like limp. Yeah, very weird still. So he picks him up and brings him into Sarita's room and Sol is like literally screaming like, Sarita! And then finally, that like wakes her up and everything stops. Like all the lights flashing, all the noise, everything. So Sol and Felix are downstairs and they're talking about what the fuck just happened. And Felix is like, somebody knows that we fucking killed Lucio Mm -hmm. and they're trying to scare us. And, and, you know, they saw what we did, blah, blah, blah. And Sol is like, bro, that makes no fucking sense. Why would the lights be like this? The kids, you saw the fucking kids. They were all weird and not waking up. No, it can't be that. Yeah. So now the all four of them are asleep together in bed. Sol kind of like opens her eyes and she sees that Adolfo and Sarita have their hands again, inter- fingers intertwined, holding each other. Stop. Please Guys, stop. Please. Oh, God. It's the next day, and Sargento Flores comes to see the familia. This guy looks particularly, particularly, particularly. Mexicano. He's got his big old bigote. He's uh-huh. got a fucking bolo tie I on. I love a fucking... the bolo tie. The look was great. The look was fabulous with yeah. a white leather blazer. I was like, mirame, this is a modern day fucking Emiliano Zapata, this fucking guy. <laughs> Sol and Felix are like, puta. Mierda. Fuck. La cagamos. Mm, fuck. And uh, Sargento Flores, who also has a very, like, I have a raspy voice. That was bad. <laughs> this dude, as much as that my initial instinct was to be like, you know, he's trying to solve a crime, whatever, whatever, right. whatever. He gave me the creeps. I agree. Yeah. I fully agree. I was like, I don't trust you. No. He's very, like, I didn't trust him gravelly, low-voiced. Slimy somehow. Sli- he, you know, like, he puts his hand on uh, Sol, and it's like, please don't do, like, he's just creepy yeah. with her. No me gusta. Me too. He's like, hey, um, hubo un asesinato. I can't do his voice, but it was so <laughs> fucking raspy McRasperson. And he's like, there was a murder particularly gruesome with somebody that you guys knew. And they're like, huh? And he's like, the the truck stop guy told us that Felix was looking for this guy, Lucio. Felix turns to fucking Sol and he's like, right, honey, that guy that helped us find the hotel, you remember, right? And yeah. she's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. <laughs> great hotel. Yeah, great hotel. Five stars. Loved it. Thank you so much. <laughs> but also, nobody is being chill at all. Girl. Everybody's face, I was like, you are... <laughs> she, like, Bro. okay, Sol, 
She, he walks in and she like turns her back to him. Honey. Girl. No, no, no. Take a deep breath. To go back and be like, hey, coffee. Yes. What are you doing here? Like, oh, uh, my God. Oh my God. We're so happy to have our kids back. It's been great. Thank you. No weird business at all. It's fine. Yeah. That guy that helped us find the hotel. Fantastic. Yeah. Loved his truck. Great. <laughs> so... Felix says, yeah, we went looking for him because we wanted to say thank you, but we couldn't find him. And Sargento Flores is like, mm, okay, you also, you know, un pajarito me dijo that you also came looking for me at the station. And he's like, yep, I also wanted to say thank you to you. Thank you so much. Just thanks. love to give my thanks to people. Thanks so, thank you kindly and uh, entirely. Bye-bye now. And so Sargento Flores is like, okay. But he, he can tell, like, these guys obviously. He's piecing it together. Come on. Yeah. Felix drops off the kids at school, but Sol follows them good girl yeah way to go and felix drives away and the kids instead of going into the school literally cross the street and instead they get into a fucking bus Mm. and she drives and follows that bus which literally goes into the middle of fucking nowhere back to the truck stop by the cerro the kids get off holding hands again in their creepy intertwined way stop holding hands you freaks and they begin to climb the fucking cerro. The kids climb and climb and climb, and she climbs and climbs and climbs with them too. And finally, she finds the kids standing on either side of the opening of this cave. And it sounds like somebody going like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> like gasping for yeah. air horribly. And she's like, what the fuck? And they're just standing there. Yeah, like not creepily, going in. just no, just, just looking. standing. And then she goes around to the other side of the boulder she's standing behind of, and there's a bunch of fucking candles and bundles of stick and like animal bones, bones and, shit. and shit. Yeah, like bro, weird, creepy, witchy shrine bullshit. Not good. And then we cut to her picking them up from school, which I was like, okay. Si fuera mi madre, I don't care if I was literally head to toe covered in Satan that I am fully possessed by 12 devils. She would have been like, a ver, metete en este carro ahorita que nos vamos a la fucking mierda. There's no way I'd leave my kids behind and staring at a cave. Absolutely not. I guess this bitch is like, bueno pues, lo voy a dejar que estén ahí a little bit and I'll go pick them up from school later. Crazy. So she picks him up from school and now we're back at the shrink. Basically, he's telling Sol, he goes, "Mm, it may be a good idea to separate the kids for a while, like maybe send them to different schools and do different activities because an excessively dependent relationship like this can be harmful at this like age where like they're you know, discovering stuff. And I'm like, bro, you are, you need to be black and white and be like, your kids are being weirdly incestuous. Wait, I mean, imaginate having to tell, <sighs> having to tell a mom, like, there's some creepy shit going on your with kids your kids. Your kids are too fucking close and it's weird, honey. And as a mom, you'd be like, Jesus Christ. What am I doing wrong? Exactly. Like, what the fuck? So we're back at home and Sol is concerned that maybe killing 
Lucio was a mistake. And uh, she, yeah. Hello. Uh, hello. And Felix is like, no, I don't ever want to talk about this again. I don't want to fucking talk about it. And she's like, yeah, but the kids, they're weird. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this is crazy. And all of a sudden, the lights start to flicker again. And Felix reaches into the cupboard that he was, like, looking through and pulls out a fucking gun. So is like, where the fuck did you get a fucking gun, my guy? Jesus. He tells her, go check the kids. I'm going to go outside because he still believes that it's someone outside, some, like, actual person trying to fucking scare them. So Sol runs to Adolfo's room, and in there, Adolfo is just fully levitating, floating with his arms outstretched like Jesucristo, fucking fully exorcist-style. I love her reaction to this because I, at first I was like, that's ridiculous. But I I love it though, because she literally just covers her face and screams. But that is a, I can imagine like, if you see that, no, I don't want to see it. No. I don't want to see that. Terrifying. Absolutely. And so as her eyes are covered, she hears mama and she looks up again. And Adolfo is just like kind of standing there like. Absolutely. No. Absolutely not. (laughs) This is not my child. (laughs) Adonde está? El agua bendita, time to fucking. Where chuck is the some priest? Fucking... Let's go. Get get the in the power car. We're going. Of Christ <laughs> compels you. Felix comes back in, and again, Sol is like, "Why the fuck do you have a fucking gun?" And he's like, "We need protection." And Sol is like, "I don't think someone else is doing this. I think it's the kids." Yeah. And of course, classic man in a horror movie, he says. This was so unfortunate to see. Yeah. Because I liked Felix. I liked the character. I think the actor did a great job. Pero, first of all, you want to see people supporting each other in these movies. But their relationship, like they have, like I said, they have good chemistry. Like just, even if you don't believe your partner, don't fucking tell them you're going crazy. How, how is that going to help anything? Absolutely. Don't fucking do that. Just listen. To- this was so upsetting it was, to me. It was very frustrating to hear. Yeah. So Sol is at a house and she knocks on this door and it's Marcia's house. And she goes inside and she asks Marcia, okay, tell me what happened the other night at my house. You have to tell me. Like, Sol right now, you can tell she's like, she's on a mission. Oh, yeah. She knows they're not her kid. She knows it. So Marcia... I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. This performance was so good. Ooh, this, this monologue this girl right gave. Now? Yes. Fuck. So Marcia is like obviously still upset about whatever happened that night. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing this little like robe. And she says, you know, we had dinner. We watched TV. But their faces, they were lifeless. I love what she says. She says they were apagados. See, si. That's a perfect way to describe it. Absolutely. At this point... The camera changes and we see the flashback to that night. And another moment where Marcia is in the foreground and in the background are the two kids sitting on the couch. But they're unfocused and Marcia is focused. And they are staring at her from the back. And they're like almost gray looking. Yeah. It was creepy. All of a sudden... Marcia's eyes roll back into the back of her skull and it's just like white eyes and she says everything went dark in the voiceover Marcia says you know I I saw things that I can't describe but something was dragging me we see 
these lights, these like little tiny lights all over the place. Mm. But then we see Marcia with bloody hands like outstretched and like a hooded figure and like blood falling. And it's just like an amalgamations of lots of like flashes of things and pictures. And we see her clothes being ripped off and her boobs are there, nipples pierced and everything. And then her underwear is being ripped off. And then a shadow of the Cerro, you see it, but it's like in red and black. And then Marcia's like naked, possibly getting fucked. Like, was that what you saw? I did not see that. But this whole section, I was just like, this is a like demon devil assault happening right now. So so remember in the beginning, Uh I was like, this is what that lady saw, Bob, because Mm. remember she said, be loose. The lights. Yeah. But then I saw a bu- like myself as a child and like in the confessional and like these are the- she saw lights too. I was like Is this honestly I didn't think about it until you just said that. Like this is being in the presence of like this thing that's going on. Yeah. She's like it was really weird and then everything was very crazy but the thing that i felt most clearly were two cold feet standing on my chest paralyzing me and i was like "Ooh, bro that is horrible oh my god yeah marcia wakes up and she's uh, in this flashback wakes up naked on the couch and then it goes back to her face in the present day like it's a it's a close-up of her face and she says you know i don't believe in god but that was the fucking devil. What an image. And she like, she ties it back to like a piece of art that she saw. Yeah. She says, I saw, I saw a classic piece of art and I've seen it before and that's what it was. It was the devil standing on my chest. That is basically fucking scariest. And then she stops and she's like, but there was something much worse. Oh boy. She gets, she finds a little like dress. She puts it on it. We're back in the flashback and the lights in the house are starting to flash again the way that they'd had before. And she goes up the stairs and she says that she hears something. She hears moaning. But at the same time, you also hear like a pig squealing. Squealing, yes. She opens one of the the kids' door and the bed is empty. No one's there. And then she opens the other door. And then we go back to her and Sol talking. And she says, they were together. Your children. They were moaning. And I was so grateful, so grateful that we didn't see it. They didn't show us. All all you see is this fucking good actress's face watching this in terror. And then she fully faints because she just, it's horrible. And she says, I woke up in your bed. And Sol is like, well, maybe then it was all a dream and then it wasn't real. And Marcia says, I don't know. You tell me what you think. And she opens up her robe and on her chest, there are two footprint shaped bruises like just fucking indented into her chest. Yeah. Fucked. Totally fucked. What a scene. She, this, I mean, honestly, that girl fucking killed that scene. Good scene, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, Sol drives back to the truck stop and she climbs that fucking cerro and she is like, I'm determined. She goes into that cave. She slips and falls at one point like on her butt and as she's close to the ground, she looks over and it's almost like a tiny, like a crevasse Mm -hmm. inside this cave and she looks down into this hole and down at the bottom 
are her fucking kids, both of them, Sarita and Adolfo, and they are fucking dead. Oh my God. And she screams. She like calls Felix, but he's not very receptive. And she's like, I, of course, I, of course not believing anything. She goes back into the cave and she starts basically seeing images, almost like the cave is making her see things. And so she's getting these flashes of images of what happened. She sees Adolfo taking off his shirt, which yeah. I was like, okay. Uh. And then we see Sarita's period-stained underwear fall to the ground. But then we see her, like, backing away from him on the ground. Yeah. And I and I wanted to ask you, I was like, okay, so was this, like, a non-consensual, creepy Adolfo moment? or That's what I'm gathering. He takes his shirt off. Yeah. He is threatening to assault her, rape her. Yeah. She crawls back in fear. And then... And then we see at that moment, Sol looks over to a rock that has a blood stain on it. And then at that moment, we see Sarita smashing her head into that rock. Yeah. But we never see like... How? We don't see Adolfo... Yeah. Something happens where she hits her head in this rock. We see Adolfo like lowering Sarita's body into this pit but then he fucking goes over the lip too because he couldn't hold on to that weight and so he drop he falls also and then also dies so i think we're but we're agreeing here he did this now was it the cave demon devil whatever is in there that like took over adolfo first and then like attacked sarita well or like i don't think sarita was This is so gross to say, but into her brother. Um, (laughs) Right. But I think that like when Sol and Felix were in the car at the top, when she's, he's, what did you call it? Finger blasting her? Finger blasting? Finger blasting, yeah. (laughs) They mentioned that Adolfo caught them having sex. Right. Because the dad was like, yeah, he caught us. No big deal. He's a smart kid. He'll be fine. Right. But what I'm thinking is that. Adolfo catching his parents having sex at some point, you know, who, whoever, who knows how long ago, that was not all right with him. He got like it fucking weirded him out. Sure. And then so Adolfo gets the idea. I'm sorry to say again into my sister. Yeah. And this is the assault. What do you think? I mean, that makes sense. It would be interesting to look back like when they're walking away from the car to the Cerro, when they're pre them falling into this cave if it was him who grabbed her hand or her, it seemed kind of like consensual, the, the it interlocking. Was the, bo- the, both the both of them, of them locked right? it in together, yeah. Anyway. So I, I don't really... I don't I know. No, I can't tell. But we we agree that this fucking boy tried to... Assault, he was like assaulting his sister. Yes. Whether Oof. whether it was him or the cave or... or the right. But it was... A demon. A, sure. Quien sabe. But we know it was him. So Sol walks back to her car and she asks the truck stop guy. She's like, okay, what the fuck is the deal with this place? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, you've been giving me information willy-nilly. How about you do it now that I've fucking asked you? give me the goddamn facts. Shocker. He's like, my daughter was the last victim of that serial killer, Ismael Arau. Mm -hmm. But when she described his face, it looked nothing like the man that they were looking for. And then we see the flashback of not Bob on the ground. That's the fucking daughter. And that's his that's daughter. His daughter. Yeah. And we see the face of the guy who's attacking her. And I was like, oh, oh no. The it CGI was... demon face with like 
these plucked eyebrows. It wasn't even CGI, hun. For me, that shit was fucking. It looked like Buffy the Vampire Slayer demon. Like it was not they good. put they put like some weird like lines on the brow and yeah. like painted his face gray. I was like, oh no, it's not that great. But you know what are you gonna do? Truck stop guy says that that morning when the Ismael, the serial killer, disappeared in the Cerro, there was a temblor. There was an earthquake, just like the night when your kids went missing. And then he says again that the beings in that live in that place, they look for prey. Están a la casa. Ugh. They're hunting. They look for the weak who they can possess. Pero... Para ellos, nosotros solo somos una cáscara. Mm -hmm. For them, we are just a shell, again, again he yeah. says. Lucio, the guy they fucking murdered, believed that his shrines and the dead animals that he put up there would keep them away. Pero those beings, they have been there since the beginning of time so that they know how to, you know, protect themselves and survive. So not that you should have killed Lucio in the first place, but you really shouldn't have killed the fucking guy. Hello. Hello. So now we're at the dinner table and it's mom, dad and these two demon ass kids. Sol is a smart cookie, and she's like, ah, sabes que? The school called. Turns out two of these kids got baricela, fucking mm -hmm. chicken pox, and so they're canceling school for tomorrow por precauciones, and those two fucking demon babies look up, and they're like, mm -hmm. we know something's going on here. Mm -hmm. She knows. We know that she knows. We know. We know. <laughs> she knows. And Sol is like, don't worry about it. Felix, you can keep going to work that day. I'll stay home with these kids and uh, we'll find something fun to do. Right, kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's looking great. at those fucking mm -hmm. kids and she's like, I'm going to fuck yeah. you up. You're going back to hell, bitch. Yeah, motherfucker, get in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> So now, each in their own beds, the de these demon kids have, like, they both smile real creepily on their own. They're like, mm, yes, mm, love They're it. devils. <laughs> and Sol is like, she's in bed, and she's like, okay, plan. Let me make a plan. How am and I going to do this? And Felix is by the TV being like, cool. I'm watching sports. Actually, he's watching something else. I'll tell you what it is at the end. Oh, okay. The next day. The kids come down for breakfast. Here we go. Let's do it. And it is a big ass breakfast. And Sol pours them this huge glass of hugo, which I was like, eso es puro tang, bro. Oh, my God. That shit was fucking Sugar. fluorescent yeah. green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alorfo glugs it, throws it down his gullet. But Sarita is like, no, no tengo sed. And Sol is like, come on, you got to drink your juice. I made it for you. And, and fucking Sarita's like, no. And then Sol gets in her face and she's like, tómatelo. <laughs> yeah, bitch, drink it. You fucking Shove demon child. I made you face. this breakfast. You're going to eat drink it and your drink every tang, last drop. Drink your whore. Then she's like, a ver, go put on your party clothes, tu ropa de fiesta, because I'm going to take you to a place that's real special. They go get dressed, and downstairs, Sol hears this like loud noise falling over, it seems like. And she goes up the stairs, and Adolfo steps out of his room, and then he looks at her like drunk, and he yeah. fucking 
falls over. So that he bitch me out first. There. He freaked me out first. He, me too. Like, uh, what's wrong with him? And then I was like, oh, duh. He passed the fuck out. Drugged as hell. So she drags both of those motherfuckers back downstairs and sits them on the kitchen table. She goes upstairs to like splash water on her face because she's like, okay, my plan is going well, whatever. She looks over to the shower and the sliding glass door of the shower fucking slams. And all of a sudden she's being chucked out of the fucking bathroom into her own bathroom. For a moment, she's floating fucking exorcist styles, fucking levitating, and then is thrown to the corner of the room and this fucking weird force like rips her shirt open and like molests her her breast it's very weird she sees because she's on the ground from under the bed this two like dead gray bare feet walk in and then another pair walk in and she above her from the fucking bedside table she grabs like a fucking wooden cube or something and she looks up and she sees both of her dead ass gray skinned kids in the outfits that they were wearing when they were lost she stands up and she fucking smashes that wooden cube in Adolfo's face and he's like yes he literally turns like nothing baby (laughs) I'm dead trying to fuck with me and she she crawls over the bed she runs out she runs downstairs where the fancy kids dress are still there Mm -hmm. she Turns on all the knobs of the stove and that gas is coming out. And then she gets in her car and drives away. In the car, she calls Felix and she's like, A ver, meet me at the truck stop. I got to show you something. You got to meet me there in an hour. At the truck stop, she gets into Felix's car and she's like, A ver, drive me to the Cerro. We're going to the Cerro. Sol gets out at the Cerro and Felix has a weird face and he like reaches to the back seat and grabs his bag. And I was like, oh no, dude. And he follows her up the fucking cerro. She takes him into the cave and she's like, mira, this is where your kids disappeared. And they go inside and Sol is like, look over that lip over there into that hole. And Felix looks and there they are, the two kids dead. He freaks out. He Holy freaks shit. out. He starts fucking sobbing uncontrollably, and everything gets really echoey. And there's like a ringing, and you can hear Sol like with an echoey voice being like, "They're in the same clothes that they were wearing when they disappeared. That's them. Those kids. Those kids over there. Those aren't ours. Can't you see?" And Felix turns around, pulls out the gun from his bag, and fucking shoots her in the fucking face again. Boca abierta. Boca abierta. Did not see that coming. Holy shit. So down at the truck stop, our fucking truck stop magical man is in the convenience store and he feels a temblor and he looks up to the cerro. Then we are back with Felix. He gets back in the car, but then we see that Sol also gets back in the car. Yeah. Alive and well. Mm-hmm. They drive off. Well, kind of. The car stalls a bunch of times mm-hmm. and they like the cars are all swervy, which made me think, oh, just like fucking Adolfo when the dad was teaching him how to drive. Yep. Okay, so you're the fucking devil and you don't know how to drive? That's... <laughs> I'm a demon. I don't know how to drive. (laughs) I don't need to know. The car drives off screen and we see the view. Title card, Ahí va el diablo, with some hard-ass fucking metal music playing. Now, very quickly, before we get to trivia stuff, Mm -hmm. when I watched this ending, I don't think I understood it. 
And it wasn't until I read, like, I think something on IMDb or, like, a plot summary synopsis on IMDb or Wikipedia where I was like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Okay. So this is what I'm gathering here. So he shoots Sol. Yeah. Boom. In the face. And then when we're, when we're with the attendant looking off, we do get another shot of the Cerro and we hear another shot. And then they get back into the car. So he shot Sol, but then, and then himself. And then he kills himself. So they get back into the car and they're both demon people now, just like a, the kids. Yeah. And they're driving off and they can't drive because they're, they're, they're both possessed people. Correct? Yes. Okay, great. So it was... <laughs> I did not catch that. I was like, why can't he drive that? Is he so upset? What's <laughs> happening right now? But so, okay. G- glad we both agree. All right. Let's let's uh, let's get into some trivia. Sounds good. All right. So here's what I got. First of all, this is from IMDb. In the credits, there is a little thing that says spiritual help or ayuda espiritual. And it lists a bunch of directors and films and everything. But I just wanted to mention that he thanks that Boliano thanks Marilyn Burns mm-hmm. in that and she is fucking Sally from Texas Chainsaw Massacre so I thought I thought that was very cool yeah and this is from Wikipedia this movie won a f- fucking like bunch of awards at the Austin Fantastic Fest in 2012 Francisco Barrero who played Felix won best actor Laura Caro who played Sol won best actress Bogliano won Best Director, it won Best Picture, and it won Best Screenplay. Like, it just sweeped. And very briefly about Laura Caro, who I just thought was... I thought all the performances were great. She was very good. She was very, very good. So she was born in Tijuana. She is a Mexican singer, songwriter, actress, and TV host. She was part of one of the most successful musical reality TV shows in Latin America called La Academia. Have you heard of this? No. Yeah, so she was part of that. I don't think she won it, but she was part of it. She then began her journey through music and television, hosting for Azteca America and Telemundo in Los Angeles. And I watched a video of her sing. She's a singer. Like, she's released albums and shit. I watched a video of her singing on YouTube, and she was belting nice what kind of music belting it was a kind of like a rock ballad is what i would say like uh-huh. does that make sense sure like slow intro and then like the chorus comes in and she's just like yeah she's just wow going for it nice. <laughs> maybe not that high but she was going she can sing and then this is from a website called movablefest.com. And this article was written by Stephen Saito. And so it says here, When Adrián García Borleano was scouting locations for his latest film, a gentleman came up to him in the mountains of Tijuana to warn him about going any further. He didn't know what we were doing there, and he told us... This is Borleano saying he didn't know what we were doing there. And apparently this man told them in that cave over there lives the demon we know i think that's where he got like an idea idea for this movie and now let's just completely change subject this is the same article but this uh, interviewer says for my last question let me ask about the opening scene which starts with a bang in every imaginable sense that echoes throughout the film (laughs) (laughs) while i wouldn't want to spoil it was that a starting point or did you work backwards towards it so the opening sex sequence so Boliano says yes i came up 
with that idea initially. I love that scene. I think that a lot of people misunderstand that scene, which is great because I love films that have different interpretations. For many years, <laughs> I have I have that scene in my mind. It's an homage to an Italian movie that I love called Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key. This is all written down in Italian, but I am not going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> And he continues, I always thought to open a movie with a couple having sex. Interesting. Mm. In this case, I thought that was great because that's what the film is about. It's not about horror. It's not about supernatural elements. It's about sex and sexual repression. And I thought it was a great way to make a statement. The scene links to a lot of things that happen in the movie, but it's in such a subtle way that not many people get it. But I was convinced that it was a very strong way to get the attention of the audience and make them wonder what the hell is going on. And now I found one more article from Mandatory.com written by Fred Topple, I assume is how you pronounce this man's name. And the question that he asked Bogliano is, why do you say sex is the most important aspect of the film? To which he responds, because I think the most important elements of the film to me are related to sex. The sexual awakening of the kids or the taboo around sex. To me, that scene in the car where the finger blasting scene, mm -hmm. the scene in the car says a lot of things about the movie. That's why I kept it for so long. It's a very important scene that tells a lot about how does one think when you're a grown-up. How do you remember the way you had your sexual awakening and how do you see it through your kids? Ugh. When you see ugh, when you see that in kids sexual behavior, something sexual between kids, this is so creepy. You feel really awkward and really uncomfortable. Yes, that's yeah, fucking true. Totally. You don't seem to remember that you went through it. It was the same for you. Those were the elements that were really, really important for me. So that is interesting to me because I was like, you're throwing, like at the top of the movie, he's just throwing sex scenes at us. Right. But it made me think of the lesbian sex sequence where Bob is like, I was, you know, when they were having sex, how she's like, I saw lights, but then I was thinking about when I was like in school and confession mm -hmm. with Padre Miguel. And I, yeah. to me... I'm like, well, was that her first sexual experience? Like, was she assaulted or something? And then, like, when they're in the car and they're both telling each other about the first sexual experience. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole movie is about your first sexual experience and, like, the trauma of that. Pero también I'm confused because what are you trying to say to us? Like that we should feel bad about it? That there's like guilt here? I don't know. Maybe that's what he's meaning. Like I like people to have different interpretations, but it left me a little bit confundido. But also like it's interesting because Felix says a girl that I knew and we I showed her my pito and she showed me her chichis and whatever. Her chichis, yeah. And like when when Sol describes her first experience, she's like he was 15, I was 13, like I'm not going to say that there wasn't a consensual vibe to it, but there was a little bit more like not as willing sounding it sounds yeah. like, which is often I feel like sadly when you're young, a lot of times it's somebody else knows a little bit more than yeah. you and you're just kind of like riding the wave to be cool but also like I'm still curious to find out what this is all about. And but I'm still a kid. But like my my hormones are fucking flaring. Raging. And like, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, that's my trivia is just to talk about the facts that the fact that Bogliano said this movie is about sex and that I'm just like, yeah, but, but I'm still like, okay. I mean, at the same time, it's, I'll be honest, not until this moment that all uh-huh. of that come into make sense to me. For me, I was uh, like, it often happens where I'm like, you need to slap me in the face with this information for me to be able to even fucking begin to process that. So yeah, I get that's exactly, I didn't know either. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm grateful that he was just like, this is what this is about, everybody. Because I was like, sure. Anyway, that's my trivia for today. (laughs) Well, funny that you have all this stuff because I found an article in uh, RogerEbert.com written by Jen Chaney who says, Here Comes the Devil also raises some provocative but problematic gender issues that it fails to properly address. Mm. It's impossible not to notice that when the, quote, devil first winds its way into the story, it does so just after moments of sexual discovery for women. Just after a lesbian encounter in the beginning, and again after Sara gets her first period and Sol experiences a front seat of the car climax in the gas station parking lot. A plateau achieved while she and her husband are engaging in dirty talk about her first sexual encounter. Girl, sometimes I feel like such a fucking idiot oh my god (laughs) does this mean that satan or whatever intangibly evil entity plagues the characters in this film wants to punish women for experiencing pleasure or reaching the prepubescent potential for such pleasure (gasps) is bogliano a sexist or is he making a more subversive point about our collective discomfort with the transformation young girls undergo from objects of innocence into objects of desire. Here comes the devil never clarifies. So I think it makes sense that we're both like, okay, yeah, but also what? Yeah. So that's one point of my trivia that I was like, interesting that you brought up all that sex stuff. <laughs> Earlier in while we were talking, you were like, oh, the dad is sitting on the couch watching some sports or whatever. Actually, mm-hmm. he was watching Eaten Alive or Death Trap, which Toby is Hooper. a Toby Hooper film. <laughs> Shit. Which is, uh, IMDb says, a psychotic redneck who owns a dilapidated hotel in rural East Texas kills various people who upset him or his business, and he feeds <laughs> their bodies to a large crocodile that he keeps as a pet in the swamp beside his hotel. I have seen this movie, but it's it's been so fucking long wow because i noticed i was like this is english like the voice that was talking when he was watching tv was english and i was like that's weird so there you go a little bit about adrian garcia bogliano who was born in madrid Mm -hmm. Uh oh (laughs) so this is from uh his wikipedia which is in spanish so i'm gonna have to fucking translate He was born in Madrid, but his parents were exiled during the last military dictatorship in Argentina. So hence why Sudor Frio was a movie for them because of, you know, all that stuff. So his parents were from Argentina. His parents are uh, Argentinos Mm -hmm. and they moved to Madrid. He was born there, but then... They go back once they're little kids because by by 19 years old, he was already back in Argentina and he was in the Universidad Nacional de la Plata uh, studying film. In 2011, he migrated to Mexico where he joined Morbido Films, which this 
movie is produced by. And he uh, directed many horror Mexican films. And he's got a high position in the company now and has now obtained the Mexican nationality. So technically, he is Mexican. Wow. Okay. So you asked me before we started recording what his deal was. So there's, there's that. Thank you. And my last little bit, Marcia talked about a painting, a classic Mm. painting about a devil. And I googled devil standing on chest painting (gasps) and found this. The Nightmare is a 1781 oil painting by Anglo-Swiss artist Henry Fuseli. It shows a woman in deep sleep with her arms thrown below her and with a demonic and ape-like incubus crouched on her chest the painting's dreamlike and haunting erotic evocation of infatuation and obsession was a huge popular success if you look at it it's it's very terrifying because most of it it's a horror most of it is very dark and the only like light part about it is this woman in like a white gown like laying like literally arms akimbo over a couch and this horrible (laughs) demon atop her. It's currently at the Detroit Institute of Arts in Detroit, Michigan. So there are many interpretations of this painting, says Wikipedia. It says here, the early meaning of nightmare included the sleeper's experience of weight on the chest combined with sleep paralysis. Dyspnea, also known as, oh, shortness of breath. So... And or feeling of dread. The painting incorporates a variety of imagery associated with these ideas, depicting a mare's head and a demon crouched atop the woman. Have you ever experienced that sleep paralysis? No, but I know that your brother Chris has. He has. I have not. Knock Knock on on wood, wood. thank God. But what? I mean, not to be redundant, but what a nightmare that would be. Jesus. Quite, Quite literally. Um, and that's the end of my trivia. I love it. I, I, it wow, that <laughs> painting, <laughs> that painting. Like I, I just looked it up, and it's a fucking nightmare. Horrible. That's literally the title, but it's the kind of painting you'd look at and be like, "Oh, I've seen that before." Yeah. But I highly recommend if you're listening to this right now, look it up because Google it. The nightmare. Wow. You want to answer some questions for me? Absolutely. All right, Eileen, were you scared? Not terribly Mm -hmm. i was mostly creeped out sure what about you i'm gonna say yes like there were a few jump scares which i never really need a jump scare in my horror movies but i again i was not really expecting much because i wasn't a fan of sudor frio right but the level of dread and creepiness that i felt in this was heavy so yes i was i was scared Mm uh what was your best scare i I mean because it made me jump that door slamming when they first like <laughs> run up the stairs. But I will say that her just ripping the shit out of my dude's fucking throat was Oof. jacked. That was unexpected. What about you? I gave my best scare just to the whole Marcia scene where she's telling that story. Marcia. Was oh, it Marcia? Yeah. Uh, where uh, when she's telling that whole story, I was like. Oh, wow. This is well done and creepy creeps. So that's going to take it for me. Who was your favorite character? Marcia. I mean, everybody was great, but like that little moment with her, she fucking killed it, dude. She was real good. Uh, I'm going to give this to Sol just because she 
Listen, Felix was great, but she carried this movie. She absolutely did. And a little bit of also extra trivia. This is her first film. No this way. This is her first acting role. And wow. she was good. She was very good. She was damn good. Yeah. Holy shit. What was your best line? I have two. Mm-hmm. Está menstruando, no está inválida, which is great. <laughs> Although there are days where I, when I'm menstruando that I'm like, I'm inválida, I can't. Sure. And the other one is, somos el diablo y venimos a llevarte. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Just... I just thought, like, she walks in there and she's like, bitch, I'm the devil and I'm going to take you with we me. We are killing you tonight, sir. Yeah, yeah. What about Fuck. you? Mine, I feel like this is very random, but from right at the top, non-Bob says to Bob, los ojos asustados nunca mienten. Yeah. And that just really, really struck stuck with me. I was like, oh, damn, that is true, first of all. Totally. But... It's also a line that I'm I haven't quite placed it but I feel like it has a place in the rest of the film. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. So that's Especially take because it for me. everybody is so dead-eyed. Well, not yeah. everybody, but like those kids There's a are lot of dead-eye here. Dead-eyed, so like yeah. It's true. Those scared eyes never lie. What was your best death? Uh fucking Lucio. <laughs> How could it be another one? <laughs> Holy shit. God. You know show me a fucking close-up Rip out, throat ripping out. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Yeah, that'll uh, that'll take it. (laughs) Did you (laughs) did you learn anything about the culture? Not really. No, it wasn't really that kind of movie. Okay, finally, how many ooies are you gonna give this movie? I'm gonna give this movie three. Great. Just because I really enjoyed the performances. I'm glad. Like even though it was semi incestuous, I'm glad mm. it. W- I didn't. We didn't get like smacked in the face with it like yeah, all the fucking you. time. Thank you. And enough creeps and stuff. There's not nothing like a creepy kid to be like, okay, I see, you make me feel unnerved. And just again, Marcia just fucking killed it. Sol was so good in general. Like I enjoyed the watch big time. I agree. I'm going to give this movie three and a half ooeys. Okay. I also thought the performances were great. And usually, you know, just kind of reflecting off what you just said, usually like spooky kid movies don't work for me. Kids just like in scary movies, I'm like, no, I'm not. I can't. But these kids convinced me. They gave me the creeps. Yeah. They really did. And even though like I feel like you read that article with the woman who wrote that review and she kind of she had this more like feminine take on the movie, which having heard you say that really speaks to me. And I'm like, oh, yes, damn that 100 percent. Yeah, it makes sense. And even though Bogliano is like, this is a movie about sex. I don't know if it's like fully thought through. Yeah. And I don't think he thought about like the feminine side of it. Maybe he did. I hope someday he'll listen to this and be like, you're an idiot. I That's exactly what I meant. Right. Even though the movie didn't feel like it 100% knew what he was trying to say, I like that it makes me think. Yeah. I like that I'm still like, hmm, I have thoughts about this and those fucking performances. Like, it was, it was good. So... Three and a half. Fun time. Yeah, it was a good time. Watch this fucking movie, everybody. Well, great. Let's get the fuck out of this cave. It's dark in here. Back to real world. 
exercise those demons. Do not bring a demon home with you. How about you don't like kill random people that you're like, maybe you did something bad. Just yeah. don't kill people, period. Just Listen, don't do it. If you have if you think a guy is creepy, that doesn't mean that he necessarily <laughs> did something horrible. Yeah. Uh thanks for listening. We appreciate all of you, you know, listening to us gab about stuff. We do. Make sure and subscribe, rate, and review us because it helps us gain more listeners. Follow us on social media at Wikiorror on Insta and Twitter. Follow our network Sonoro at Sonoro Podcast. And um, I don't know, you want you want to send us an email? We're at wikiorror at gmail.com. We did get an email the other day. That was we very did. nice. It was a very nice email. We got a suggestion, which I also yeah. have that in the back of my head. Thank you, sir. And uh, that's it. You know what I'm really feeling right? I'd love a glass of tang. Like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like lots of ice and like a Ooh, yeah. bright green. Green fucking beverage. <laughs> Sounds Absolutely. great. Uh, puro yeah. azúcar. Oh, full. Uh, hey, Johnny. Uh, I fucking love you. I fucking love you too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adiós. Adiós. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.